1: I'm Maria Menunos and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the
0: ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, How's everybody doing? Uh, we are here to discuss the latest episode of Survivor Season 40, Episode 7. We are in the majors. We are... Um, streaming live from home because, as everybody knows, with everything with the coronavirus going on, we want everybody to stay home, stay safe, wash your hands. But we are here to take you out of the world, even if it's for 45 minutes. I am joined by an amazing panel tonight. I've got Mike Feeling, with his up, bam bam up there.
2: What's up, everybody? <laughs> Excited to be here. Good episode. Everybody already knows what I'm going to be saying about Sandra. But
0: continue. Oh, continue. Save it. Save it. I've got Veronica Valencia down there. Hi. Uh. Where's your yeah. dog? Yes. He's yes. hiding.
3: He's under, bed. Dog? <laughs> He's under the
0: bed. He's hiding from me. And we've got Steve Ganey with his pup over there. Hi, Steve. Hey, guys. Man, uh, you know, I think we're
1: major highs on the last episode, and now I am feeling some
0: lows. Mm. Yeah. Seriously. And I'm Timothy Michael. We're very excited to be here with you guys. Don't forget to stay tuned for our, our uh, at the end of the episode, we will be doing our MVP segment, who is the MVP of the episode. And I think we've got some news in media and some news and gossip for you guys as well. So stay tuned for that. I'm joined by my up right here. Yay! that. Uh, so let's dive in. Before we do that, you guys, let us know uh, your overall thoughts. Mike, we'll start with you. What are your overall thoughts?
2: I mean, you know, I spoke with another of my survivor friends, uh, recently, and we just kind of both reiterated that this season is exactly what we needed after last season. I love the strategy. I love everything. I still love every episode. Extremely disappointed in Sandra. I will, someone just wrote in the past, or excuse me, someone just wrote in the chat about her getting a pass. No, I'll never give anybody a pass. I'm super disappointed. Um... Man, but uh, overall, love
0: it, Veronica. what do you think? Overall, thoughts?
3: Oh, guys, this was a rough episode for me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my survivor angel. Oh, but to me, here's the thing I, I do have to say, this episode I thought was kind of disappointing. Obviously, not just because of my biased opinion of Yule going home, but obviously everything that happened with Sandra you know I thought it was disappointing that Adam didn't seize an opportunity we'll get into that there was a child like a reward challenge that we didn't get to see there was the you know kind of reaction that we didn't get to see from the contestants seeing Parvati and Sandra gone and then just Michelle and Wendell's relationship is very frustrating to watch so it was good there were definitely moments of fun but overall it was disappointing. A little disappointing.
0: Steve, what were your overall thoughts for the episode? I kind of, uh,
1: I was definitely down at the end. You know, I I felt like it was a a sad episode for me. I love Yule. Uh, I didn't really like the uh, reasoning behind the decision that was made at Tribal. But I feel like this is some bad medicine that we got to take now because it definitely changed the trajectory of the game. I mean, I, I would rather see uh, a game that's sort of shifting back and forth rather than people playing a very smart, uh, but formulaic game. And I feel like this one really, really turned the game upside down. So uh, this was a tough episode for me. I was a little sad at the end, but I'm like, you know what, this is going to shake things up. And I think it's going to make the the overall season better.
0: Well said. So let's dive into it, you guys. So let's start with Edge of Extinction Island. Uh, it's night sixteen. Poverty and Sandra are spilling all the tea on what happened on their, you know, corresponding tribes. And you know, Rob's telling Sandra that it was a bad decision. You know, Mike, uh, you know, you kind of have those same some same thoughts. I mean, you know, Sandra should have never trusted in a player so much. Did you guys all feel that the same thoughts, or did you guys think that, no, I mean, she thought she had a feeling, she went with it, it just bit her in the ass. What did you guys think? I thought I heard- that, what? Oh. Go ahead, Veronica.
3: Go. I thought it was weird, because Sandra kind of made this point of that she was thinking with her emotions and trying to help Denise, and I never got that idea, I always thought she was Definitely trying to do a strategic move of getting rid of a big target without getting her hands dirty. So I thought that was kind of odd. Yeah.
2: 100%. 100%. It, I, I didn't buy the emotion thing either. Um, I'm down for strategic play and risks and things like that. But I think voluntarily handing over an idol is way too far. That's taking it way too far and unnecessary. And exactly what Rob said you're putting your literal life in the game in somebody else's hands and even more so because we didn't even know at that time that that would be it for sandra like if she had it in her head that if she if i get voted out and i go to extinction island i'm gonna quit the game then how do you ever give over an immunity idol that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever um i think uh, mentally spiritually maybe she kind of just checked out uh just in general in the game to make somewhat of a let's call it a mistake she gave the excuse of you know I'm human I have emotions to me that's hardcore two-time champion Sandra slipping on her game and um, I think she messed up and that's kind of it
1: it kind of made me wonder about like Sandra's whole entire uh, I mean you can't really doubt her legacy because you know twice played twice won but you know, she had a really rough go of it her, her third time playing. And, you know, I've always thought that survivors, you need a good balance of playing with your head, playing with your heart, and playing with your gut. And Sandra just plays almost entirely from her gut. And uh, she made an impulsive move. I don't think she really weighed the risks and the benefits. And it came back to bite her. Uh, and I was just really disappointed to see her um, raise the – you know, raise the flag and go out. It was like, okay, so you say you're retiring and the very last thing that we see you do on this show is quit, quit. walk away. Uh, well,
0: that's I don't the next th- topic it, that I was going to, you know, that I was very surprised, I'm sure all of you were as well, that she would be the one you know the queen herself would be the one to raise the flag and essentially give up the game now she did have some valid reasons and valid points were those enough for you guys mike i want to start with you no not not whatsoever because she didn't even give it a day
2: i mean that we're going to like super super textbook ground zero right she just let not only denise choose you know uh, dictate her life in the game but then she let everybody else sitting around that campfire mess with her head oh it's so terrible we get no food and we gotta walk up the hill and she's like oh you know what that's it i'm gonna... she didn't even see if that's true or if it's a big deal for her to walk up the hill or by the way you've got nothing else to do all day besides walk up the hill and get the rice i, I there's to me it's just complete disappointment and there's there's kind of no excuse it's her you know it's up to her it's whatever she wants to do But um, I think she, uh, from the little that I know about any of these contestants, right, and the little that I know of Sandra personally, I bet she regrets this. Yeah, I I think that, uh, you know,
1: even if she has her reasons, oh, I'm not going to win the challenge, that's probably pretty uh, accurate, you can still impact the game because, you know, uh, there's fire tokens laying around, whatever. She finds one. She can uh, pass it off to someone else. You know, she had a chance to sort of like uh, maybe pass on her legacy or, you know, pass the torch, so to speak, uh, and sort of say, you know, even uh, to Denise, you say, oh, Denise, you know, you dethroned the queen. Well, you know what? You earned it or something. You know, just some really cool way to pay it forward uh, and sort of um, give one back to the show that's given her so much. But, you know, in the end of the day, she's just like, I don't want to have to sleep on a you know uncomfortable bed and not eat, and it's like, cool. All right, well,
2: see ya. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, that could be it. We might as well have had you know Rich Hatch or one of the other winners. If if you're just going to quit, that you know.
0: Yeah.
3: See, I have a different opinion from both of you guys. The, yeah, shocker. <laughs> For me, it's like. I wasn't. I wasn't surprised. I was surprised in that I didn't think that I would see anyone this season get uh what's the, raise the flag. But the fact that it was Sandra, I can't be too upset because here's the thing: one of the reasons why Sandra is such a legendary player, obviously twice played, twice twice win, uh, and the reason she is so likable is because she makes decisions and she goes through with them. There are so many instances of in during the duration of this series where players are so wishy-washy. And as a viewer, you're just like, make a move, make a decision. Don't be so flip-floppy and going back and forth. Sandra doesn't do that. Sandra, even if she comes up with a plan and her plan fails, at least she sticks with it. And it's disappointing to see her go, and that's kind of like how her she chooses to have her legacy go out. But I understand her decision. She knows her strength. She knows she's not good at challenges. She knows she never has a chance of winning against someone like all the other people who are on edge, Natalie, Tyson. You know, raw party. She knows she doesn't have a chance against them, and so I respect her decision to, you know, just understand her limits and go out on her terms. The thing that I do find disappointing is that I wanted to see Sandra on a jury. She has never been on a jury, and being the iconic player she is, I would have loved to see whose gameplay she would reward a million dollars, who she thinks has the best gameplay.
0: No, there's a really good Veronica. I think that. I mean, I feel the same way as kind of all three of you guys. I mean, I feel like, you know, she has every right to dictate what her game is and when she is done. I do think that as the queen, as she calls herself, would have fought until the very end. I mean, just because you have a a crappy shelter and you're not eating and you know that you're not going to win in the challenge, it's not about that. It's not about, you know, knowing that you're not going to win. It's about fighting every step of the way until somebody literally says you can't play anymore and that's not what happened. She could have easily gone and you know dictated her whatever game she wanted to play and did use these fire tokens however she wanted to. And at the end of the day, it might not even be a physical challenge. It might be an endurance challenge. It might be a, a puzzle challenge that gets somebody yes. back in the game. You don't know. Right. This is what I'm totally. saying. This is and this is where I disagree with v
2: squared. She's only bad at challenges until she's not What if the challenge to get back was like tailor made for Sandra in whatever twisted world, whatever you want to make up? It's just she's dead set perfect for it. She doesn't know. She's not even having the opportunity. It's just why, why hamstring yourself? Like at least, at least like start to starve. At least go to the next day and be like, "There's I, I tried. I made it halfway up the hill and I physically can't get down." All right, like I'm down. If you're in danger or something like that, if you're just like you, meant she beat herself mentally. And I, uh, that's super yeah. disappointing from her.
1: And maybe she finds fire tokens and then she gets uh, an advantage in, the, right. in the, the challenge to come back in the game. Uh, I don't know. She calls herself the queen, but I mean, she's sit out Sandra and she's just decided to sit out the season.
2: Whoa, yeah.
0: Steve is throwing shade. Steve is throwing shade. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Steve is absolutely right. She sat out most of the season. I mean, the queen is only the queen until another woman comes by and wings. Two seasons of Survivor, no, and it no, no. actually happened. The so
3: she's the queen, Queens she's and
0: king can always be dethroned. Veronica, that is how his <laughs> no, was. No.
3: her legacy will always be her legacy. She was the first two time winner before any of these kind of like historical, or iconic, like big moments in Survivor happened. She was the original. I'll we're not talking
0: story. legacy, though, <laughs> we're talking title. We're talking title here. Now, speaking of fire tokens, like Steve brought up, um, Edge of Extinction, obviously they have their puzzles and their twists that they do. So Tyson finds a, you know, a puzzle. Everybody gets a scroll. Uh, Essentially, there are four fire tokens on Edge of Extinction Island. Everybody runs around grabbing or trying to find one. Tyson finds the first one. And here's what I thought was a little naive of a move. He shows... Um, Rob and Natalie, what they look like, and then yeah. Rob goes and finds three fire tokens on the island. Do you guys think that that was the worst move Tyson could have done? <laughs> I mean, I thought, I don't think that was a good idea.
2: I don't agree with a lot of what Tyson is doing, but my initial thought of this was like, did Rob just teleport? There's like five other people running around. Why is he by himself? <laughs> That was the, edit, the
1: editing on that scene was so good. I loved the, that whole like bait and switch and then flashback, and Rob telling the, the story with the voiceover. It was a great Rob moment. I was just like, oh, this is why I keep
2: coming back to this show. I mean, Natalie is amazing. Where was Natalie? I She's think that's the competition, but I think that's what made the
3: moment so fun is because. You know, it's like there are obviously players in this game who are very good strategically, and then there are players who are also very entertaining to watch as a viewer. I think that's what makes the perfect combination of a great winner. And that's someone, that's who Rob is. You know, he's great strategically, and he's very fun to watch. Just this whole little moment of explaining how he he found the fire tokens. I don't necessarily think showing the fire tokens was in the wrong of Tyson, because I feel like the stakes aren't as high on edge of extinction it's not like if someone knows you have a fire token you're gonna be voted out they're they're yeah. useless there you know
2: yeah i guess i agree 100 percent my thing with him is that he like stopped looking and started talking and showing it like get to another path go yeah. try to
0: find another token what are you guys doing talking i mean for, i'm sorry i'm gonna have to disagree with you i feel like he, and Rob says it in one of his, his confessionals, he goes, you know, Tyson showed me what it looked like, so I know what they look like now, which made it easier for him to get all of these other fire tokens. I'm pretty sure if he didn't know what they looked like, he would have easily passed by some of them. Because some of the ones that they showed looked really, really hard to find. They weren't just in plain sight. They were a little tucked away. If I didn't know what they looked like, or I didn't know what I was looking for, I probably wouldn't have found it either. So I think Tyson made a huge mistake in showing Rob what they looked like, because it's just upped his chances. Now he has three, and Tyson only has one. So... I mean, and we also don't know, like everybody keeps saying every episode, we don't know what these fire tokens are actually going to do. And now if Rob has three of them, or I don't exactly know how much everybody has, but he has some from his um tribe too, like he's got the most fire tokens. So he can do oh, he only got whatever three. he wants to do with them. He's three. Hilarious. But now he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. So I don't know, I think it was a big mistake. Rob has a lot of fire tokens now. We'll see. Let's get back to what's going on inside of the game. On Sele, right after Tribal Council, you know, Yule and Wendell want to have a conversation about, you know, what just happened. And, you know, pretty much Wendell, from the beginning of the episode, wasn't very responsive to what people were trying to say to him, including Yule, including Michelle, which is why I thought that he would be a big target, which he was, um, going into it. How did you guys feel about Wendell's attitude once they came back from Tribal Council? It's just...
3: It was baffling to me. It's baffling to me that he survived that tribal knowing how untrustworthy he is and how that attitude is sticking around. It's not like he was super thankful that he got to stay and now he's kind of doing damage control to make sure that he stays in everybody's good graces. He's like, I escaped ones, They'll keep me around still, so I'm going to keep doing what I do, basically.
0: Yeah.
2: I, you know, I, I wanted to go back real quick to something uh, Veronica said in, in the very beginning of our show about just being disappointed in this episode, and she brought up a lot of stuff. Uh, you were, sorry, I'm <laughs> like you're not here. You brought up a lot of stuff that that uh, I agree with and I wanted to comment on, and this is one of them. I'm so personally disinterested in Wendell's relationship with Michelle, every, everything Wendell, as I actually didn't know until we started recording right now that there was this... A uh, reward challenge that they didn't show. I agree. I would have loved to see everybody's reactions to Sandra being, you know, gone and, and all this other kind of stuff. I don't why are they dealt? It must be so boring that they're delving so much into Wendell. Like, I don't care. I've been disappointed with how he's played, disappointed with his attitude, seemingly for no reason. It's no, it's no secret. I didn't like him as a player originally. I think he's really lucky to have won personally. Um, and I just, I don't get his attitude and persona. And it seems like he's got nine lives and he really doesn't care how many he kills off as long as he's got one left. Yeah. Wendell played a
1: very under the radar game. His first time through he w- he had that tight alliance with Dominic and uh, Dominic was really the uh, player who was sort of taking all the heat, you know, everyone said that the, he had the blood on his hands and Wendell. Uh, I think this is a really bad spot for him to be in because he was, thrust into the spotlight, which was a move by Parvati, which was a good move for her. And uh, he's really struggling with it. Now his uh, attitude towards Michelle seems very, very condescending and I'm not making excuses for it, but I think it might, it could also be the fact that you never want to be seen as a tight pair with someone in the game of survivor, you know, like Natalie and Jeremy were immediately split up, Uh, you know, Robin Amber, oh, we got to vote him out. You know, they're a type two. And I think he's like, I want to make sure that it doesn't appear that me and Michelle have this tight bond because of our relationship outside the game. So he's playing, he's definitely trying to distance himself, but, uh, I'm not sure if it's just the way it's coming off in the editing, but it's just the way he's really, uh, his attitude. Yeah. It just seems like he's, uh. I don't know. He's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. And I think he's in a very bad spot. See, Here's I-
0: my thing. I think that Michelle and Wendell are working together. I think that they have everybody fooled in this whole, oh, you know, we broke up. It, it ended bad. I honestly feel like even though they might have broken up, even though they might have ended badly, they still do have that pre-existing relationship. And I feel like they are using it behind everybody else's back. Now, one thing that did piss me off with the whole Michelle and Wendell thing was that Wendell just had a conversation with Yule, who kept it 100 with him, and then Michelle did the same thing, and he wants to try to bite her head off. Meanwhile, you just said, I respect anybody who, you know, keeps it, you know, honest with me, and yet, when Michelle does it, it's a different story. So, is there a little, you know, guy versus girl thing going on? Is it because, you know, Wendell and Michelle used to date, and he doesn't have, like, a respect for her? Either way, I still think that they're working together. Do you guys think they're working together? I like what... Go ahead, Veronica, Sorry. I was just saying it's funny that you
3: bring that up, uh, Tim, because you know, I was roaming all of Twitter last night last night because I needed to see everyone's opinions. And a lot of people did bring that up and they think that, you know, Michelle and Wendell are definitely playing up this kind of, you know, awkward and tense uh, relationship as exes, just so they don't get seen as a pair together. But it doesn't matter because they're still working together. Like she's kept them around twice now and it's incredibly infuriating to watch and we'll get more into it when we go in when we talk about tribal but michelle is someone who has constantly said throughout the season you know people don't respect her win the first time around and she's here to prove why she deserves her win but it's certain gameplay like this that makes people go "Mm, that's why we questioned your win the
2: first time around
1: and when you give away a fire token for no no tangible gain oh what are you doing
2: I like what Tim um, and Steve said and I'll just toss it out there. If they're working together, I'll eat all my words. I'll take everything <laughs> back and it's genius. Again, we've talked in the past seasons about if we like how they're editing the show or if we don't. Me, the way, this the strategic kind of person I am, I would have liked to see that 30 second side combo i'm gonna be a jerk to you just take it we're working together we're gonna make yeah. everybody think we're not great awesome then i then i'm in on it and i love it yeah here this looks like he's being a complete jerk for no reason mm-hmm. i don't buy that they're working together because like do i really think that the two of them are smart enough to just be outside earshot of yule and to like argue so that yule kind of hears him being condescending i don't think so i i think that's giving them too much credit uh, I wish it was though, because that'd be amazing.
1: Yeah, a it'd be such good
2: TV. They would have, they would want to show that, right? Let's see it yeah. evolve as they work together in secret.
0: Let's talk about what's happening on our other tribes. So on Yara, you know, we've got Ben and Adam who are pretty much just accusing each other of having I'm immunity idol. Little do they know, Sophie is the one with the immunity idol. Now here's where this whole immunity idol thing kind of gets on my nerves because Adam thinks that everybody else has the immunity idol except for the person who actually does have the immunity idol he <laughs> puts it on Ben and Sarah which granted, <laughs> granted there are two stronger players in our eyes than Sophia's. but I feel like he's just you know knocking Sophie down and saying you know she she could never find an idol it was kind of offensive in my eyes did you guys feel the same way how did you feel about it I don't By know. Or more.
3: I don't know. For me, it's like I wasn't paying too much close attention to this whole who has the idol situation. Because what I was mainly focusing on was just how this was an opportunity that Adam failed to get. Because, you know, just jumping ahead a little bit, Sarah completely offers, hey, I can dump out my bag right now and show you that I don't have the idol. Instead of Adam, you know, you know, kicking the dirt and be like no it's okay you don't have to show me he should have totally taken up on that opportunity because maybe Ben would have done something said something dumb like oh oh, yeah I'll throw up my bag and then maybe Sophie would feel the pressure that she would have to too and obviously she doesn't want to and maybe in her mind it'll think oh I can't trust them they put me in these bad situations and maybe that'll turn the game for Adam I just felt like it was a lost opportunity for him and that's mainly what I was thinking about.
1: I thought uh that Sarah had a legitimate point where she's like, "I'm gonna come straight with you right now because I don't want rumors about me having an idol heading going into the merge. Like that would really, really bother me." And uh, I see that my little sister is in the chat right now saying Adam is stressing her out. So, hi Maureen, Adam's stressing me out too. <laughs> Not,
0: hi Steve. Sister. Hi Maureen.
2: <laughs> um, I. I don't have anything super insightful to say about this, except for the fact that now that I know, I watched all of this instead of a reward challenge when they didn't even go to mm-hmm. tribal and the community idol is irrelevant. I don't care. I, Adam's a paranoid person just in general. Of course he's paranoid. I, <laughs> none of this is interesting to me. And it's just annoying. Yeah. Like, why am I watching him argue with them and blah, blah, blah. Eventually his paranoia is going to run him up and they're just going to cut him because he's annoying, especially after the merge. So again, would have rather see the reward challenge.
0: That's fair. Now, while we did miss out on the reward challenge, we obviously did see the immunity challenge. This is one that we have seen before, especially Nick. Nick has definitely seen this one before. It essentially has uh, our survivors carrying large saucers to a water tower, and then they have to race through the obstacles and fill the well with the remaining water that they have in their saucers. Then they have to get puzzle pieces and assemble a puzzle. Now. The only standout thing about this whole challenge was that it was very, very close between Takal and Sele. Sophie just blew this challenge out of the water. She's very, very good at puzzles. It's definitely something that we can take away. But pretty much Sele lost by a second, literally a second. And it was because, as we find out, that the tribe feels is that Wendell was talking so much trash and losing focus, is that that's the reason why they lost. Did you guys feel the same way? I mean,
1: if you lose by a second, literally every single thing that you did in the challenge had an impact.
3: Yeah. I think yeah. there are few things for this. I had, I know that in Wendell season, he failed to call the challenge and that's why he lost to Laurel. So some people were saying, oh, you know, he was just making sure that Jeff was aware that he was almost done. But I feel like, sure. Okay. Let's throw him that bone and say that's what he was doing. But he was still kind of like, trash talking or you know being cocky during the challenge by like you know kind of throwing comments back at Jeff like, oh Jeff, it's not that bad like he still there was still an arrogance about him in the challenge, even if we do say he was just being aware during the puzzle making part of it
2: that that's true, uh and even all the the trash I just talked about Wendell, I'll throw the opposite opinion in there. we'd be lauding him as a hero if they were just neck and neck like they were, and him saying, Yo, probes, we got it. And he and Jeff walking by the other team to go look at Wendell's, right? And they both kind of finished at the same time and they won because of that because Wendell caught his attention. So, That's true. yeah, I, I mean, mean, there's like
1: you're getting into some like survivor gray area, you know, there's no real rule on that. And the whole thing with Wendell and Laurel and, and Ghost Island, uh, you know, that was a sort of a like some controversy there. Yeah. But, you know, so I, I get why he did it. And it was kind of a fun callback to like another season, but uh you know, like with this challenge, this would, so when you, when you look at a puzzle, you should always try to determine whether this puzzle is going to get easier as you go along or harder as you go along. So if it's like stacking something or whatever, it's going to get harder as the puzzle goes along, but this puzzle gets easier So the lead is really important. It's important to get started on the puzzle first. And we saw that with Yara. They had a huge lead, blew through it, no problem at all. Which, by the way, people watching, Yara also won the reward challenge, I believe. So they're on a tear. They won the double elimination. They won the reward. They won this one first. So that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, with puzzles that get easier as you go, every single second counts. uh, And I think... You know, just him even sort of having fun in the challenge being like, you know, talking back to Jeff while they're carrying the thing. It's like, come on, man, this is not the time for you to be thinking about, you know, oh, how's this going to play on TV? It's like, we need to win.
0: Steve, have you played, because you are a challenge guy, guys, people who haven't watched the show yet, Steve has done, he uh, was part of the dream team on Survivor. He was in Nicaragua and Cambodia. Have you played a challenge like this before? I didn't play this exact challenge, but I have
1: played challenges where uh, you have to collect water and the water's running out. uh, With my season, it was like a a leaky bucket. So you have to like, Mm. try to carry it and and plug as many holes as possible, but there's always too many holes. So you're always going to lose water. Um, But you got (laughs) to say- you a very
0: slow and steady approach. (laughs) Do you guys think that, you know, the get, getting the water in the saucer and getting into
3: the well is the hardest
0: part or is the puzzle the hardest part? The water. Yeah. So
3: I, I mean, think it's they, about
0: balance. Yeah, and they had a good
1: strategy going into it. Uh It looked like, you know, they kind of weighed that out to be like, okay, it's possible to do this in one go. We'll see if any of the tribes do it. Uh And the fact that they did paid off big time because they were sitting pretty while well. these other two tribes were sweating it out. I mean, that Very being said, tough. I thought it was amazing how it ended. I love that they, that Cele uh, lost by a second. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you got to give it 110% the whole entire time.
0: I mean, there's, this is yeah. how it is. You got to win. <laughs> Before we talk about what happens after the challenge, Mike, I believe you are in chat. If there are, any shout outs that you can give right now? We give a ton of shout outs,
2: guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us as we are Team Quarantine. We love you guys. Victorious Dorothy Thomas Frappa Chels, of course, Royal Ms. Brown Sugar, Liera Eric Mira Frappa, Liera yeah, Maureen, Steve's sister, Royal Marissa, <laughs> and all you guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We hope we give you a little bit of escape. In these crazy times, we can talk about the craziness of Survivor, and of course, you guys make us the ESPN
0: of TV talk. We love you guys. Thank you, Mike. Uh, people in the chat are saying that my mic is breaking. up. It does. Sorry, guys. Oh, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's <just> weird. <laughs> I'm not hearing any of that, but thank you guys for the feedback. We'll try <laughs> to get. Mike that is breaking up. Is you say your mic is um, up. so? Let's talk uh, about that next. Um, so. Let me see if I can fix that really quick. Um, So, one thing that uh, we can talk about right after the challenge is that, you know, Yule and Michelle is just saying that she gave him one for fire tokens, like C said earlier in in the episode. And then Yule has this brilliant plan trying to get the fire tokens before they go out, Wendell. Which essentially puts a target on his back in Nick's eyes. So essentially it's between Yule and Wendell. you and Wendell just having such a bad attitude. When it was down to Yule and Michelle, I mean you and Wendell right now, who did you guys think was gonna go home?
3: I mean, I was hoping it was Wendell.
2: It's <laughs> not <Well>, fair to ask her.
3: We all all know how much I love Yule. He's my survivor angel. But guys, this, this whole vote out was incredibly frustrating to watch. And not just because, you know, I really like Yule as, a contestant and as a viewer, but it's just once again, it's this whole Wendell and Michelle dynamic that is just really starting to annoy me as a viewer to watch. Because in the beginning of the episodes, you know, we see Wendell treating Michelle very poorly, and she's like, Oh, he thinks I'll follow him to the ends of the earth, essentially, is what she's saying, and like she yes. thinks I'll, I'll work with him and all this stuff. And it's like, That's exactly what you're doing. Like, people are going to think that you're writing his coattails because you're keeping him around for some reason. You have so many opportunities to vote him out when he rightfully should be voted out. He's someone that's not, cannot necessarily be trusted. He's someone that has proven and has flat out said, I'll, I'll I'll work with anybody who will work with me. And I, it doesn't matter. I'm thinking about me. I'm not thinking about you. So it was so frustrating that they Michelle and Nick would think to vote out Yule over Wendell. And I know that Yule's very strategic. I know that, you know, his name was going to be brought up eventually, but I just think it's really dumb to keep Wendell over Yule.
2: I, I keep Yule over Wendell every single day of the week. I think just from a base level, Yule is more trustworthy. I think he's smarter. I think he's more calculating than Wendell. But I think if you make a legit uh pact or deal or something with yule he's way more likely to hold up his end of the bargain and be a trustworthy uh, alliance member or whatever you want to call it moving forward and i just don't trust wendell i mean you're saying that tribal that your boat is for sale for a fire token that when you're forget extinction island we know fire tokens there advantage to get back we don't know what you can do with a stupid fire token when you're still <laughs> in the game, but he's still willing to sell off for that. Like that's and break trust. That's nothing. That's silly. I, I don't get it. I got to
1: say uh, kudos to Parvati for smashing that alliance. She saw a crack and <laughs> just split it wide open. Uh, so that alliance I thought was really, really tight. I thought those guys were going to stick together. And so that kudos to Michelle for being able to capitalize that, Suddenly, nobody's talking about Michelle. You know, last week would have been like, okay, Parvati's gone. If they lose again, then Michelle's gone. Now, suddenly, it's she. Her name's not even on on the chopping block. But I, I sort of feel like she fell into that situation. So I guess kudos to her for taking advantage of it. But the whole thing with the fire tokens, you know, Yule started this plan. I think maybe he was overreaching and trying to do too much all at once. But the whole thing with the fire tokens came about because. Michelle gave away her fire token to Wendell for la da whatever reason, we don't know. And it was sort of like, now we've got to come up with a plan to sort of maybe get that fire token back. And then Yule's like, but if we do vote him out, then I would like one of those fire tokens. So maybe he sort of uh, was trying to play a little bit too long game right there. And it spooked people. That being said, I think it was a terrible decision. Uh, the merge is next week and- uh, I can't wait to see Sophie's reaction when she sees that Yule voted out because she was probably expecting to team back up with uh, Wendell and Nick. And then she's like, "What did you, you guys kept Michelle. Who is this? We're not working with her. Yeah. So I think it was a terrible decision. I think that Yule could have been a really uh, valuable member of their alliance. And now they're suddenly just like, well, I guess we're going to have to work with Michelle. I hope she's got her back. We'll see what happens, but I just was like, I just don't see the wisdom of this. Uh, I think people started to just sort
0: well, of. Well, let's talk about scramble. Let's let's talk about this tribal council really quick. So Yule, as we find out, is pretty much the last old school player left on this tribe and pretty much in the game. And Yule, I don't know if it was like a, a last minute attempt to fight for his place in the game, but he does bring up Michelle and Wendell's pre existing relationship and. I completely agree with you, Mike. I think that I would pick Yule over Wendell any day of the game. And, and within the tribal council, Yule makes a statement. He says, you know, he's had to lie so much more in this season than he ever had to do on his in the guidelines. And that just goes to show you how hard everybody is playing. And I do feel bad for Yule, but at the same time, he was a really good player. He was a very, a very strategic player. We saw that in the beginning of the episode when he was going to try to get out Yule. And I mean, when he's going to try to get out Wendell, I mean, I feel bad for him, but he still was a strong player. Do we think that all the old school players have this edge that the new school players are afraid of? And that's why they're trying to get them all out.
3: No, I don't think they necessarily have an edge. I just I think that's just kind of they were finding any reason they can to kind of create sides and find a way and find like easy targets. So they thought old school, new school, that's a very obvious divide, very obvious targets.
2: Maybe, uh, you know, the new school players have more general bonds with each other. They've been at more recent events and things like that. There are relationships that I'm sure aren't discussed on the show that we don't even know that these people meet. Like I said, my friend was on an old, old reality show uh I love New York, and he still goes to events for reality show things. so these people go to these stuff all the time uh there's probably a lot of relationships, like I said, that we don't know about that exist. Um, uh, besides the fact there's some you know we haven't talked about it, but I think there's something to be said for old school people who battled through you know challenges and one survivor without any of these tricks there was no vote stealing there was no you know random immunity surprise like that arguably is harder to do when you don't get these random surprise advantages and you're just making alliances and you're almost by today's standards brute forcing your way through the show so maybe they're scared of that yeah you know I wasn't fully buying the whole old school new
1: school uh narrative that was going on although it was it says something that it was like natalie and then all old school players yeah. but uh i i thought that this episode was actually kind of a good example of a new school player who uh struggled to adapt to i mean an old school player who struggled to adapt to this new style of play because you'll I felt like was sort of putting too much emphasis on the fire tokens and it broke his uh, relationships with people, which is still the core uh, strength in this game. So maybe he was like, Oh, I got to adapt to this new style of play. These fire tokens are big. Maybe that got into his head a little bit. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, I thought it it was sort of um, a messy way to go out because it was like, you know, you you've kind of, built a pretty strong alliance here uh if you just sort of stay focused on that the fire tokens will sort of work themselves out because you know they haven't even actually come you know benefited anyone really yet at this point in the game and we don't even know what they're going to do they're not just all going to magically turn into idols you know they it's going to be something but you know I, i felt like uh that the fire tokens sort of the question about what the fire tokens are going to be is more valuable at this point in the game than what the fire tokens actually are. People are sort of playing on this hope that it's going to save them. You got you to stick with your relationships.
2: I'd like to yeah, shout out I- Ms. Brown Sugar in the chat real quick, who was saying exactly what I was thinking. What if they don't mean anything? If the <laughs> producers are just messing with everybody just to cause mayhem, and the only <laughs> thing they're actually good for is if you're on Extinction Island. I mean, yo, that's a possibility. They're only good to buy advantages from Extinction and give them money back. That would be yeah. hilarious.
3: Just to kind of I say something. That was the... Oh, no, go, Tim. Go ahead, Brian. OK, I, the only thing I will say about the fire tokens. I was going to uh, say that. No, go ahead, <laughs> The one thing I will say <laughs> is, like, I did think that Yule shot himself in the foot a little bit at Tribal because he was talking so strategically. And I think that he did put a little too much emphasis on the fire tokens. But once again, I will say the vote, the idea to vote out Yule was incredibly dumb because the whole reason that fire tokens even was mentioned in this tribal was because Michelle said, I want my fire tokens back and Yule being the person to step up and say, Hey, let's try and find out a way to get your fire tokens back. Should have been a clear sign to both Nick and Michelle that, Oh, this guy's willing to work with us. We can trust this guy as opposed to this guy who has openly said he will work any way he can to to save himself in the game. And it's so incredibly stupid that they would feel that they can trust Wendell over Yule just because Yule is smart everyone has some kind of smarts in this game and so like I said at the top of the show you know Michelle you keep saying over and over again I need to show people why I deserve my win this is not doing it this is not helping your case these kind of moves isn't good
1: totally that's why it was so frustrating to see her at at tribal council when Wendell was really really talking down to her when he was like let me correct you and then when he realized how bad that sounded he was like uh, let me correct your interpretation of me, but the fact that she gave him the fire token for whatever reason, I think actually uh, Im- influenced her vote to stick with him. Because in a weird way, maybe she feels like uh, Wendell is now indebted to me because I gave him this fire token, which is not true. Okay, not it,
0: true. no,
1: that never works. People try, you know, oh, I'm gonna give him this idol as a, as a symbol of goodwill or whatever. It never works uh so i think maybe she's just hoping that uh that stupid move that she did is gonna actually work out for her in the end and maybe she that's why she kept wendell i don't know
0: it was just so frustrating to watch i was like what are you doing come on (laughs) well Well, fire tokens or no fire tokens we saw the downfall fall of yule tonight uh he was voted out three to one um and like you guys said earlier in the chat it must be really hard for you to get voted out literally an episode before the merge and a lot of people in the chat are saying that he wanted to, that we wanted to see him play with Sophie I wanted to see him play with a lot of players I mean being the last old school player in the game I would have loved to see how he you know evolved once the merge happened and you know Steve you said earlier that he maybe not he didn't do so much of a good job evolving to the new school style uh, while he was on Tribe. Maybe he would have been able to once the merch happened. Obviously, too little, too late. But I would have loved to continue seeing him play, especially more than Wendell. There's just, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Well, and Remember. also,
1: moving forward, you know, bringing up Sophie, she's got this new thing going with Sarah and... Ben and maybe Adam and Sarah's got ties to Tony so you know when Sarah I mean when they merge maybe Sophie's gonna be like you know what I think I've got greener pastures than to work with you Wendell and Nick uh I I think that that was a, a major blunder on the part of Nick I don't know why he didn't um you know go rally the guys and be like look We've got to start thinking about what's going to happen next week, and we don't know where Michelle's alliance lies. She worked with Jeremy earlier in the game. Maybe she's going to go back to Jeremy. We don't know.
0: I, I, ugh, I just don't see, the, don't see the thought process. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess we're just going to have to find out next week. That is our review, guys, of Season 40, Episode 7. We're in the majors. Uh, everybody in the chat, let us know who your MVP player is, because we're about to talk about it right now. Mike, I'm gonna shoot it over to you first. Who is your MVP player of the episode?
2: Uh <laughs> there's some Rob. Mine is Rob for finance. Rob, yes! Buying Rob sale. Okay, fair. You,
0: you got know, a reason is any. Yeah, I I mean, my Steve, what do you say? <laughs> Boston
1: Rob absolutely with that scene he's batting 750 bro. it was classic Ah. Boston Rob it was so much fun I said a few weeks ago that the game had passed him up and I'm eating those words now if he gets back in the game I'm just like hell yeah go Boston Rob
0: Veronica let us know who you're on BPOS
3: Rob he, him and Tyson were like the only good parts of this episode <laughs> I mean there were others but like they were the two that was just like oh, okay so they were the gems of this episode that's great uh one thing I do want to say is just like a theory I'm wondering if there's going to be more of a twitch uh twist with edge like will more than one player come back because there are so many good likable players in this cast I mean I'd be down for that so
0: oh yeah that'd be awesome Yeah, I would definitely have to kind of agree with all of you. Boston Rob, MVP of the episode, definitely. Who would have known that somebody from Edge of Extinction would be the MVP of our episode? Now, in terms of fantasy draft, you guys, let me give you the rundown. So I'm still left with Sarah, Wendell, Michelle, and Adam. Veronica, you lost Yule tonight, so you're down to Denise, Poverty, and Jeremy. Uh, No, sorry, Denise. And Jeremy and Mike, you are left with Tony, Ben, Nick, and Kim. Steve, you were too late for the chat, so you are just gonna have to rule out whoever you, rule on whoever you want to. Um, and our engineer Jonathan, whenever he decides to show up, he's still left with Sophie. So not bad. That's the rundown of the fantasy job. Let us know who's in your fantasy job in the chat, guys. Um, and that concludes our review of season forty, episode seven. Mike, Why are you starts... at me? Sorry. I was, at you,
2: at I was pointing at I was you because uh, you lost Yule.
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, I, mean, I know you're your favorite player, but you still have Denise and poverty. I mean, sorry, Denise and Jeremy. I don't know why. I, I do. I do, and they're great. And, you know,
2: all these people are still on Extinction Island, so hopefully, true. some of them come back, Timmy.
0: Yeah, that's very, very true. Except for Sandra, who was on your team, Mike. And apparently, you definitely lost somebody tonight. If you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: I'm the only one who's actually lost anybody. (laughs) And I I know we're trying to sign out, but here's my last thing, guys. I love you all in the chat. You rock. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Eric, Royal, Mirror Domains, Frogman Chels, Miss Brown Sugar, Victorious, Maureen, Steve's sister. All you guys are awesome. My name is Mike Feeling. You find me everywhere at Mike Feeling. If there was anybody who I would say would not quit, it would have been Sandra. I am. Mm. Veronica, where can our fans find you?
3: Hey, everybody, you can find me Veronica Valencia on Twitter and Instagram, and it's me, Veronica underscore V.
1: And you guys can find me everywhere
0: at Stevie G on TV. And I am Timothy Michael. You guys can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. Thank you so much for all of our viewers in chat for joining us from their homes, just like we are. Uh, We will continue doing this format until this whole coronavirus thing passes. Everybody, please stay safe, wash your hands, stay home. We will see you guys next Thursday, 7 p.m. Bye, guys.